coming to you from the outside of an undisclosed location in Utah. I'm your host, Tuesday, and this is Conversations at Midnight. I've, uh, man. I don't even know what to say. I don't know where to begin, so I'm just going to dive into it. And maybe I could find the proper start. Maybe it'll just snowball, you know, just unravel itself uh, down into a clear picture. So I guess um, the last time I said something was I was going to upload an episode that following week. Well, nothing crazy happened. No one, no one else passed away or anything. But I got a, um, I got a phone call from a, from a good friend of mine, and they told me that um, she, sorry, she told me that uh, that she was noticing that I was kind of. Not really being myself, you know. And she was scared for me. I also got another phone call, or another text, sorry, from um, another friend. Uh, He's the artist that does the art for the show. He wrote me, and he was wondering if I was doing fine. Because, you know, he, as I talked about on the show, the past, what, two, three people who have already passed on that I've known, and, you know, just a few other things. And anyway, when I was on the phone with this friend of mine, she told me that she thinks that I should get out of town. That I should just jump in a car and leave. And I... Uh, I thought, wow, that's an interesting thought. And I didn't really think much of it. Well, a few days after the phone call, it really started sticking into my head. I, I, I couldn't shake it for the life of me. And I hope that you can believe me when I say that. I couldn't shake it. That thought just kept pecking at me repeatedly. Until finally, I thought, you know what? I'm doing it. So I called up Wednesday, <laughs> the Wednesday. Uh, he, he has been the guest on my show about two, two times already. I believe it was twice already. And he, I called him. I said, hey, you want to just get the heck out of here? And he was already planning on coming because my birthday is, uh, is the last week of July. The last five days of July. I'll, I'll let you pick. <laughs> But I, but I won't say. But I, uh, you know, I sat there on the phone with them, and I said, "Hey, when you get here, you want to just, you want to just get the heck out of here." And this is how awesome he is. Last minute, right? Because he was, I mean, two weeks before he was supposed to get here, he just, yeah, okay. <laughs> he just says, yeah, just like that. Just, yeah, sure, dude. And he shows up. And the, and the three of us, 
my friend that called me, Wednesday and myself. We left. We got out of town. We got a rent-a-car. For those of you who love the details like I do, it was a 2019 Ford Fusion Hybrid. I loved that car. Holy crap. Great car. But I digress. We rented a car, that car in particular. It was a a silver uh, paint job on it. Silver paint job on it. Beautiful. And we got a, and we just we we just left town. We left around uh, one o'clock. And we drove straight to Moab. We went to Moab, Utah. And we got a um. And we got this hotel called the Scenic Scenic Inn, Scenic View Inn. I think I wrote it down. Yeah, the Scenic Inn Hotel. We were in room 200 and something. I don't know. Maybe 205 or 225 or something. Can't can't think of it, but we uh I don't know if every room has this, but our but the room I stayed in had a uh, had a had a picture of a location there called like the painted pools or something like that. So if you ever stayed there and you've been in that room, that's where I stayed. Had a beautiful shower. My goodness. Anyway, sorry. But I but I went there. That was our first night. We got the room, left our stuff in the room, and then we left. We went to uh, the Moab Grill. And I had a had a sandwich. It was delicious. Anyway, I guess I'm saying this because I was just zombieing out, you know. I was like how my friend noticed that I was just tanking, you know. Nothing crazy. I wasn't like, you know, depressed in my room. No, I I I guess the way that I work and I'm trying not to get transparent, but I, you know, for clarity, I guess I will. The way that I work is that uh, I don't really know. Hmm. Think of it as like somebody who gets injured. But they're so tough as nails that they push through and they're not realizing like, hey, you should probably rest off the injury. That's what it felt like. You know, I was just working through it. And no matter how much movement I did, it wasn't getting any better. The only way to help it was just to sit off of it for a little bit. So consider this as, consider my absence as my way of trying to sit off, you know, resting off the sprained ankle, so to speak. And uh, anyway... I was just being a zombie. I didn't really look at my surroundings. Then we got back to the hotel and the other two went to sleep. And Wednesday and my friend that I was with, she was actually born on a Monday. So we're going to call her Monday. And Monday is asleep. And I just remember that I, uh, remember that I sat there. And I just... As they were sleeping, um, Seinfeld was on the TV. 
And I was just watching Seinfeld, and there I had this overwhelming sense of peace. I can't explain it. I had this overwhelming sense of peace, and I started to look back at everything that happened. And I never gave myself the opportunity to absorb all of it. I think... And I think that's such a common thing. And I'm not a philosopher. I'm not, and I'm not a, um, I'm not a professional when it comes to mental health. I'm not. But my personal belief is that I feel like in this day and age that we live in is that everybody gets so. Everybody, you know, it's kind of like the sprained ankle thing, you know. Nowadays, everybody just wants to ignore the injury or they want to ignore the problem and they try to um they try to substitute it for other things parties drinking smoking alcohol i don't know whatever you would want to say you know of, there's always a vice that we as humans always try to you know swap something with i think the idea is those that we have to acknowledge the pain there has to be a moment where we have to face the music. And that night I I did that. It was really weird. <laughs> it was really uh, oddly emotional for me. I didn't weep. I didn't sob. I didn't, you know, uh, shake my fists to God or whatever existence is alive out there. I just, I simply sat there. And I acknowledged what I had. And honest to God, guys, honest to God, the, the fact that my birthday was coming up, I just, it made me even more sick to my stomach because I hate the idea of getting old. Getting old scares the living daylights out of me. I am not one of those kids that, you know, prayed, okay, I can't wait till I turn 20. No, I always wanted to stay as a kid. I don't know what it was. My, maybe if reincarnation is real in my past life, I told myself, don't ever, don't ever wish to grow old. And I never have. Sorry, I thought I heard something. And I never have. I never wanted to do that. And uh, it was just, anyway, that was also weighing in on me, you know. <clears throat> I'm now in my mid-20s, for sure. That's a, like, I have solidified my mid-20s now. And it horrifies me. To my very core. But I looked around. I looked at the two closest people in my life, Monday and Wednesday. And it was one of those things where the Japanese, they say this thing, it's actually quite common over there. When I was living there, I actually learned to say it a lot. I forgot how to say it now. But the translation is, it can't be helped. They say that all the time there. Like if, if there's like a situation where you just have to toughen it up, take it on the cheek and walk away, 
they just say, hey, it, it, you know, it can't be helped. But the way that they say it is so endearing. There's a sense of uh, cooperation, you know, amongst each other where it's like, you know, hey, I'm in the same boat with you, you know, it can't be helped. And I had that feeling where I just thought, you know, it can't be helped. So what's the point in everything? And in this moment, I just acknowledged it all. I accepted the death of Tony. I accepted the death of the other ones and earlier this year. I accepted losing some of the pets that I had. I even accepted some of the things that has happened between me um, and a family member, two family members of mine. Uh, you know, we had a falling out. And I even accepted that. You know, I just, I took it in stride. I accepted it. And there was no use. I told myself, get over it. Move on with your life, you know. And uh, that doesn't mean I'm going to talk to them. That doesn't mean I'm going to be best friends. It's just, you know, I took it as a, just, hey, you live your life and they're going to live theirs. And you have to do your thing. And I thought about Tony. And I thought, okay. He's passed on, sure. Sure. But, um. What's the point? Like, what's the point of sitting there and going, man, Tony, I'm so sorry. I, you know, live your life. I'm sure he would want you to do that. You know. So I, I, made, I made my peace with it. I whispered his name into, into the wind, and I hope it carried it. I really hope it did. And I left it there. Excuse me. And I left it there. I really did. So I went to sleep, probably around 3 in the morning. Checkout was 11. And I told myself the next few days, however long we're going to be out here, really enjoy it. Just absorb all of it. So I woke up around 10, packed up, left around 10.30, left the hotel around 10.30, stuffed our, uh, our belongings in the car, and we took off. From Moab, we all just decided, hey, let's just go to Colorado. <laughs> So we jumped in the car, we drove, we went to Colorado, we went to um, Mesa the Verde, I, I believe it's called. It means a uh, green table in Spanish. Mesa Verde, I believe it was. And we went to, the, to its main attraction. Its main attraction is there's these ruins, these ancient ruins, uh, I believe from like 1280 or 1380. Um, and it was sensational. There was a tour going on, but we didn't know that we had to um, 
make a reservation 48 hours in advance, and it was $100 a ticket. So we said no. Uh, we ain't got it like that, if you know what I mean. Our wallets uh, quivered at the idea of that. And I was not willing on I was not willing to put it on my credit card. So we kinda just uh <laughs> kinda just went our own way. But I took a lot of pictures of it though. I, I, I found it sensational. I found it breathtaking. That um so much stuff, so many things from all those years before, their creation out outlived them. And Wednesday told me I kinda made the same comment with him and Wednesday told me like wasn't well, that expected and I was like ah, you like you really think so like if you think about it I, I I would not think for any piece of me that um that's something that I created would outlive me you know I think it, w it would have been destroyed in time you know but it but this one did and it was and they showed like this, like, you know, like these, like, oh man, I'm not, it's like a info plaque. You know, it's like these big old metallic structures and it has like a sheet of plastic and has all this information written on. It's like an information kiosk thing. I don't want to call it a kiosk, but it's like a, you know, it's like a plaque. That's the best way that I can explain it. Anyway, he talked about how, um, its first creation was like just like these little mud pits. I think it was just like all like a hole in the dirt. <laughs> and then like a hundred years after that, someone went, "Well, what if we added this?" And then it showed how over time it it was just addition after addition, advancement after advancement. And it was sensational to see that, and it's so it felt so weird looking at this structure that I'm sure if it could speak the secrets it would tell the stories that it would share I wasn't looking at some structure that was just like oh, okay cool you know see you like oh yeah no this is where they slept and hunted and ate and, and then they left no this was their home you know and they were saying that in the canyon that it's in it's like this little it's like a canyon. They're saying that it's believed that just to be stretched all the way down to the canyon was more of those huts, more of these creations, these uh, sandstone creations. And I was just, I was, it, 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 it felt so surreal because once again, this was their home. This was their community. It wasn't just something like, oh, wow, this is, this is so cool. Look at where they lived. And then, you know, you take a picture and then you walk away. It wasn't just a picture. It wasn't just this is, this is where they lived. This, is, this, this was their home. This is where laughs, like where they would laugh. The, these are where the smiles, the laughing, the storytelling late at night. All this was shared right there in that spot. Agony, tears, sorrow. Being a human being in the year 1300 in what is modern day America. Or I guess for then, 
ancient America. It's just, it's more than that's where they lived. It's more than that. It felt so weird. And not in a bad way. But it was so interesting to me. It was so... <clears throat> we, we really took a good view at it. And then, you know, I mean, you can't stare at it forever, even though I wanted to. But, you know, we had to get going. So I think we were there for about 20 minutes. We jumped in the car and we took off. From Colorado... We, uh, we, first, we, we were planning on staying the night in Colorado. We were thinking, okay, we have two options. We can go to Sand Dunes National Park, or we could go to Arizona, to the Petrified Forest National Park. And after some discussion, some back and forth, we kind of just agreed on, um, uh, Petrified Forest National Park. And, uh, oh, here's a little disclaimer, a little reminder. If you hear any vehicles in the background, I'm sorry. Like I said, I am outside. Um, just in case if anyone forgot, <laughs> that's where I am. I am outside. I am near a road. So, you know, you'll probably hear a car from time to time. And I don't want to edit that out or anything. You know, I want to, I want the feeling of natural raw conversation to be a thing so anyway back to the story but yeah i um so we all kind of agreed to do the petrified forest because we thought okay well it's closer to utah in case there's an emergency and we have to go back to you know to our neighborhood etc etc so we just went to the petrified forest so we had a drive through new mexico the northern part of new mexico we were doing the math. By time we, uh, by time we got done with um, the mesa, we decided to, you know, it was around three o'clock or so, maybe even, maybe even earlier, maybe one or two o'clock. So we thought, okay, we would probably have to stop by a hotel or something, or maybe we can find a place to go camping. I'm going to tell you this right now. <laughs> if anyone, if anyone is from New Mexico, I don't mean to offend you. But after driving through northern parts of New Mexico for about a good, I don't know, two hours, I thought, yeah, I'm not camping in this. I don't trust a soul here in New Mexico. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I couldn't. I couldn't. I felt it in my heart. I thought, no. No way, I don't trust anyone in this dang state. At least in the area that I was in. In all fairness. At least just in northern New Mexico. I didn't trust a soul. So, I said, let's go get a hotel. Miss Monday finds a hotel um, called El Rancho. The El Rancho Hotel. Um... Oh, man, I forgot the city. In New Mexico, it begins with a G. Was it Gallup? I think it's called Gallup. 
I'm not entirely sure. I'm so sorry. But we went to the El Rancho Hotel in uh, in New Mexico. So we made it there around 9 o'clock at night. And as soon as I walked in, I thought, is this place haunted? <laughs> I thought, this place looks like it's haunted. So we go to check in. Miss Monday is speaking to the woman behind the counter. Excuse me. And I don't know if I should say her name. She didn't mind. She was really cool about it. It, it, it begins with a V. So let's call her V. And we're, you know, we're talking about the room. And she was like, okay, well, you're, you're all set. And I couldn't help but I think, okay, before I walk away, I have to ask this question. So I said, uh, if you don't mind me asking, is this place haunted? And she looks at me and she goes, if I give you an answer, will you promise that you won't leave? <laughs> and I said, oh, oh, trust me. Depending on the answer, I will more than likely stay even more. She's, she said, really? I respond, of course. She says, yes, this place is actually pretty haunted. And she talked about, and get this, this is a weird, um, the parallel. But she goes, actually, the Ghost Adventures crew were here not that long ago. And I thought, oh, well, this is the second time that this has happened to me. That's, that's odd. <laughs> but, yeah, she said that the Ghost Adventures crew had rented out the entire hotel. And that they... Uh, they, they ran an investigation. I didn't see the episode, and that's all she said. Oh, about them. And But I asked her, I said, well, did you have any experiences? She goes, absolutely. She says, there's a, there's a place that they call the bunkhouse. And she says, when you go in there, it's all, you already get a weird feeling. Or you get already like this weird vibe. So, she said, and this is her story, okay, everyone? This is her story. This is her, um, this is her oomph, if you will. She says she went into the bunkhouse. It was like a storage room type thing. And she went into the bunkhouse. And she was getting something out of the storage room or out of the storage area. And she said she heard this voice clear as day. She said, as I'm speaking to you, she's like, and I mean that, like, as we're talking right now, she heard a voice go, V, and she looked over and nobody was there, and she said the hairs on the back of her neck stood up, her arms stood up, and she just, she got the chills, and then something grabbed her hair and pulled her hair. She ran out of the bunkhouse and has hated going in there ever since. Which that to me is just, you know, that's just a realistic reaction. I don't, I, I don't want to go back in there because of this experience that I had in the past. So, Wednesday and I thought, oh, there's only one thing to do. We have to walk around the hotel and see if anything happens. So we went to our room. We stayed in room 200, the Spencer Tracy room. Loved the room. I thought it was cool. I thought it was really neat. I, I loved it. Um, I stayed on the bed. As soon as you open the door, there's a bed in front of you, and then there's a bed to the right. 
I stayed on the bed right in front of you. Wednesday slept on the bed to the right. Anyway, we uh, we went into the Spencer Tracy room, emptied our bags, got ready. Miss Wednesday, uh, she that night stayed on the bed that I was on because that bed was softer than the one that Wednesday was sleeping on. And so Wednesday is looking up on his phone what has occurred at the El Rancho. As he was doing that, I was reading about why it was so famous. The El Rancho, the reason why it has the popularity that it has is because way back yonder, during the time of, uh, they call it the golden era of Hollywood. Yeah, so like between the 30s and the 60s, there was this era, you know, you have John Wayne, you have all these people, the cowboys and the starlets and the hua, right? Apparently, when, they, uh, when there's a big boom in Western films, a big oomph with them, they would go to New Mexico. So they would go to like Northeast Arizona and Northern New Mexico to film the Western movies because, you know, at that time there really wasn't any major like the, like, uh, the cities or anything. You know, it's still pretty empty. It was still pretty uh, wild Western-y, if you will. Apparently, way back when, a gentleman... Noticed everything and went, hmm, it's a shame that these actors don't have a place to stay. And this is actually pretty genius in my opinion. But he went, they have all this money, no place to stay. I wonder if they would even pay for a hotel. I mean, they have to, right? They have all this money. Let's see what I could do. So he, cr so he paid for the construction of this hotel. Excuse me, I'm going to take a swig of my beverage. Sorry about that. So, he goes, hmm. He can, so then he constructs, <laughs> he, hmm, and then the building appeared. No. But he paid for the construction of the building. It was created, and he opened it as a hotel. Mainly for these actors, these actors and actresses to show up, stay there, and when it's time to do filming, they would leave the hotel when the day of when they are, I guess, when their time to film is done, they go back to the hotel, rinse and repeat until they're done with the movie entirely. Um, filming is over and then they go back to whatever million dollar home they had uh, on the beach somewhere in Oceanside, California. That's essentially what happened. Well... For many years, it was, I mean, all these famous people came. I mean, even at one point, apparently, uh, was it Reagan? He showed up. Ronald Reagan showed up. Um, Lucille Ball was there at one point. John Wayne, Spencer Tracy. Um, Shirley Temple was there. <laughs> like, there's a whole bunch of uh, the pictures and stuff up on the walls of, of the famous people that have gone there. I wanted to see if uh, Sammy Davis Jr. stayed there. I'm sure he did at some point, but I couldn't find any of his pictures. Uh, 
But point being is that that's what it became known for. After everything kind of died out, um, the owner decided to sell it because no one was staying there anymore. You know, it, it became this weird, uh, at least according to the research that I found, it started to become this weird area for drug dealing and drug doing back in the 70s and whatnot. So the owner decided to sell it. And he thought, ah, I don't want to be a part of this anymore. It's not, you know, it doesn't have the, the feel, the vibe, the jive. I'm going to get rid of it. So he sold it away to somebody. And then uh, that person, you know, it, it kind of changed its look. You know, it, it, it didn't look as, a, as apparently as what it used to. Then that person, I think, sold it to the owner now. And the owner now, the gentleman who owns it now, I believe he purchased it in uh, 1986, I think the plaque said. I forget. I'm sorry. Anywho, he thought, well, I should probably restore it to its original look. Give it the old school vibe and maybe use that as like a selling point. And that's what he did. Uh, now... The twist was whatever room, like the rooms, it wasn't just your standard hotel room. It had a theme. So in the room, as I said before, the room that I stayed in was Spencer Tracy. That was room 200. And when you walk in, it has Spencer Tracy's pictures on the wall. It has his pictures and whatnot. And it was actually really cool. So... That's the, the, uh, the special thing about the El Rancho. When it comes to the paranormal thing, Wednesday found out that there were some, uh, some dark doings. <laughs> some dark things that had happened. Apparently, um, at one point, I don't know the years. I think, I think he did tell me, and I just didn't. I wasn't paying attention. But at some point... Um, I think I actually think it was during the dark era of the El Rancho before the I think is before the owner now. But at some point there was in the bunk house. Listen to this now. In the bunk house there was satanic rituals happening there. Apparently if you were to go into the bunk house now there's like a, there's like a cross you know, like a, some people call it a Jesus piece, but, uh, you know, it's like a cross, you know, a holy symbol. Apparently that's because whoever was cleaning it up decided I don't want anyone to notice. So they put this positive thing, but apparently underneath all that, the, like the carpets and whatever, you will find a pentagram burned into the foundation or the wood, whatever it is that is beneath the carpet, whatnot, um, you will find the remnants of the pentagram. And apparently a lot of dark doings happen there, uh, a lot of dark um, mojo. So, uh, another incident was there was a murder that happened in room 214. Now, we were in room 200. 
And when Wednesday told me this, I said, wait, room 214, where, where did I see that? And I walked outside, shamelessly too, I, I really didn't care. But I walked outside, went, I looked across the hallway, the door right across from us was room uh, 212 or 211. And I said, hmm, wait a minute. And I looked to my left down the hallway and I noticed that the numbers went down to like 209, 210. Then I looked to my right and then I saw 213. I walked down further and then I saw infamous 214. Apparently in room 214 there was a murder. Um, someone was apparently stabbed multiple times in that room and they left them to die. And apparently 214 also has a lot of bad juju. Now, when we were talking to V behind the counter, she told us that the most infamous room for encounters, sightings, things of that nature, is room 304. Wednesday found out that there was a, a suicide that took place in 304. Multiple suicides. So, all this information enticed us. We couldn't help but get intrigued. So we did a stupid thing. We walked around the hotel. <laughs> we walked around the hotel looking for something. We also read some things, like apparently, uh, if you stay in the lobby long enough, I never asked V if she experienced this. I should have. I should have, looking back at it now. But I never asked V. But I'm curious because they say if you stay in the lobby long enough that you will hear clapping and like talking and like wine glasses clinking amongst each other. It's supposed to be like, a, you know, you're supposed to be hearing how it used to sound back in the olden days, which obviously goes back to my episode that I was talking about uh, ghosts. I think it was part one and two where I also talked about the same thing. But I wonder if that was more of a time flash. So then it raises the question, is it really paranormal or are we looking at something scientific? You know? Are we looking at something more of a, these two timelines are beginning to blend together. And we're seeing glimpses of the past. You know? Anywho. We walked around. I actually have a recording. I've recorded, uh, I recorded it. I will, I'll probably attach it. I'm not sure if I'll do it in this episode or the next one. If I don't upload it, that's because there's probably a, we were using our real names a lot. And both me and Wednesday want to keep our privacy. And that includes our names. So, you know, I may not apply it, but I do have a recording of it. And I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm just going to jump right to the spoiler. Nothing happens. And I was actually going to record an episode there thinking, you know, oh my gosh, you know, I'm going to get some juju and, you know, maybe in the morning after I wake up, I'll talk about this creepy dream I had. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. In fact, it was so dull. Not saying 
nothing ever will happen if you go there. I don't know. But I know from my experience, nothing happened to me. Or Tuesday or Monday. The three of us just kind of just existed. We were just there, you know? So I was going to record an episode there, and I, it just, it, it was boring, you know? Nothing really happened there. So I thought, oh, okay, no time to move on. So checkout was at 11. No one had any creepy dreams. No one had any awkward moments. Nothing. Um, I will say this, though, in the sense of a, uh, as a review <laughs> of the hotel, if you will, because some of you might go, well, what did you think of it overall? For those of you who want to know, honestly, it really wasn't that bad. Like, if I had to give it, like, you know, a rating out of five, probably, like, a good four. It it, it, it wasn't, uh, okay, a good four, if you're using a hotel the way it is. You just go there to sleep, wake up, and leave. Good four. Good four. Um, I would give it a five. But that's, I mean, that's talk, hun. I say four uh, loosely because I don't mind old stuff. I don't mind. Keep in mind, this is an old building. We're talking 19, uh, late 1920s when, the, when it was being constructed. The layout is still very much the same. And you could tell where they tried to modernize it, you know, where they try to add uh, modern, um, what is the word, accessories. You know, they, you know, they, they try to boost it and yeah, for the most part, you can see where it was pretty modern. Here's the other thing. Back then there was a lot of smoking, a lot of tobacco smoking, a lot of cigarettes. I, listen, you can scrub the walls, you can bleach the floors, you can do anything you can try. You will never get rid of that smell. Because they've been smoking in that hotel for 40-something years. And you're never going to get that smell out. So when you go in your room, there might be a, 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 a tad stench. A tad smell. Personally, I, personally, I don't mind it. I, I actually really don't. Some people can't stand it. Uh, Miss Monday couldn't stand it. She wasn't the biggest fan of it. Uh I say she couldn't stand. She she just wasn't. She she didn't like it. But it's doable. Like even she told me. She said no. Like it's doable. I don't prefer it. But if I have to stick to it, then yeah, sure I will. Me and Wednesday really didn't mind. We were very uh, good on that. You know, pretty much we just rode the fence when it came to our opinions. We didn't love it. We didn't hate it. We were just eh. It's there. So that's the one thing. If you don't like that, I don't know. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I, I, I would give it a four in the sense of if you're just there to sleep, if you, if you're there to show up, sleep and hit the road again, there's nothing wrong with it. If you're expecting luxury, like if you're expecting room service and a meal in the morning and then, yeah, it's going to be like a good two. But for the most part, if you're like me and you love keeping it simple and you just like, I'm going to show up, I'm going to take a shower, I'm going to go to bed, wake up, and bounce. I'm going to leave. I'm going to hit the road. I'm going to burn some rubber on the asphalt. Then congratulations, you found the place for you. I would I would recommend it if that's how you treat hotels. If you treat hotels like how I do, sensational. Then go ahead. 
four four out of five. Anyway, yeah, so pretty much nothing really happened. Um, you know, we kind of just existed, you know. We went to bed, woke up, and we hit the road again. That will be, um, I think, uh, I think because of how late it's getting. Sorry, I had to do like a quick uh, cut. But I think with how late it's getting around here, people are beginning to wake up and get ready for work. And <laughs> there's been a few uh, cars that drove past me, and I don't know. So I think what I'm going to do is I think I'm going to end it here. And then next week, who knows, maybe I'll just upload again. I'm not sure. But next week, I will upload part two. And then I'll get to uh, the Petrified Forest and, of course, the ending of the trip and everything. But um, I guess before I go, I just... Uh, um, and I'm not going to get chummy. I'm not going to get transparent. I don't want, you know... Just sorry, you know. I never realized that what I was going through. And I think I, think I needed everything to happen. And I'll get more into that next week. But I just wanted to say thanks. Um, I'm going to keep the show going. I love this little passion hobby of mine. And I'm going to try to maintain it for as long as I can in my life. And I've been enjoying it the whole time. I think I just needed a little break. Uh, not that it's strenuous. It's just... I think I just needed a break in general. You know, a lot of stuff happened. And a lot of things piled on my plate. So... Anyway, I want to thank you, everybody. Thank you. I consider this my return, you know. Um, but thank you. Thank you for listening. Like always, if you want to email me, if you have any stories to share, anything, any cool road trip stories or whatnot, email me at stories at midnight at yahoo.com. And yeah. Uh, oh, also, here's a little announcement. We, uh, we, I say we. Me, Wednesday and Monday, we decided to start an Instagram for the podcast. So, I do have an Instagram. I believe it is uh, conversations underscore at midnight or something, or conversations at underscore midnight. Conversations at midnight was actually already taken. But yeah, conversations at underscore midnight, I believe it is. That's the inst Instagram name so we're gonna start uploading things like that and sharing pictures from the trip so if you wanted to see the pictures from the trip and whatnot there you go there it is um hopefully by the time you hear this and look at it it should already be uploaded and whatnot but yeah um so that's a cool little announcement otherwise i uh yeah next week i'll i'll share the rest and uh we'll be moving on you know the show will go on the conversations will continue. So, thank you, everybody, so much. Uh, I really appreciate it. Um, thank you for tuning in and listening. Thank you. <laughs>